Welcome to episode three of The Draft, the podcast where we draft your favorite wrestlers and try to make shows that will either pop you or anger you. I'm Griffin, and joining me as always is Sean Cedor. Sean, it's June. It's Forbidden Door Month. How are you? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, didn't have the best afternoon. Uh, I went to see the new Fast and Furious movie today, and uh, was a little hurried getting there. Ended up spilling some soda on my shirt, and my pants. So that was a lovely time. Uh, person who served me filled it up with a little too much soda, but. Uh, I made it through. It wasn't major. And uh, after uh, changing, once I got home, I'm uh, all set to go for uh, episode three of the draft. What did you think of the movie? I plan on watching it sometime soon. Uh, so no spoilers, but was it good? Is it bad? Um, it is like, obviously, so, the, you know, they're making this a multi-part thing where, you know, it feels like it feels like every week we find out that oh there's going to be another part of this finale and uh, it's probably going to be like ten movies long at this point but uh, yeah it was definitely a first part of a uh, of a finale uh, Jason Momoa's character is very very much like if the Joker was in Fast and Furious if you get my drift. Um, and I will say that there is one character in the movie who, you know, I won't spoil the role, but I I was just sitting there and I was watching it and I was like, this person looks not nah, doesn't exactly look like Wardlow, but like his his like vibe and everything. Like if you swapped him with Wardlow, it wouldn't look any different. Like if, if this person, if there was a movie made about Wardlow, this person would play Wardlow basically. So I thought that was pretty funny, but uh, yeah, and also has elements of it where, you know, comic book movies in the sense that, you know, you can't, you can't confirm if somebody died unless they explicitly tell, explicitly tell you they died, that sort of thing. So, of course, Fast and Furious is very, a very ridiculous movie franchise at this point, but uh, yeah, it was uh, basically what you would expect from a Fast and Furious movie. Well, you said it sounds it's a it's a finale that just goes on and on and on. It sounds a lot like the uh, the Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa feud Ooh, uh, in NXT. Nice transition. Yes, yes. Uh, we will be talking about that uh, feud a little bit uh, later because we're going to go into what NXT Takeover is. Uh, before we do that, I just want to congratulate Joe Lanza of the Flagship Podcast on winning the WWE ECW edition of the draft. Congratulations to Joe. Yes, of course. Congratulations. And of course, any sort of ECW draft, you have to pick Joe as a as a favorite to win, regardless of what his roster looks like. So uh yeah, of course. Congratulations to uh Joe Lanza for winning another draft. I'm sure I don't I'm pretty sure this is definitely not the first time he's won a draft. See, obviously he takes part in the the infamous uh Joe Gagney Christmas drafts. So uh yeah, another another notch on his belt for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so like I was saying, our topic today is NXT TakeOver, uh, which if you don't know what NXT TakeOver is, it was uh, created after the successful NXT Arrival event. Uh, the TakeOver events ran from 2014 to 2021, and with a, ro a rotating cast of main eventers that were over in the building, 
the takeover events were some of the best wrestling shows put on by the WWE since the launch of the WWE Network. If you liked good matches, well, NXT TakeOver had a lot of good matches for you, even though the weekly TV wasn't the greatest. Dave Meltzer went the full five on three different NXT TakeOver matches. Andrade Almas versus Johnny Gargano at TakeOver Philadelphia. Gargano versus Champa at TakeOver New Orleans. And the North American title ladder match at TakeOver New Orleans as well. Now, that match, Sean, I don't know if you know uh, about that match or uh, you might have watched it live, uh, but a lot of people disagree with that five-star rating for that match, and uh, I tend to be one of them. For the ladder match you're talking about? Yes, yes. Um, I could see that. Uh, you know, as we all know, Dave, it's sort of a meme. You know, Dave Meltzer has a love for ladder matches, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and... uh I'm sure, you know, I I, I, re- I think I re- remember that match. And it's funny because that match, I think it had Lars, Lars Sullivan in it. Rem- remember that guy? Uh, I think AC3 yes. might have been in that match as well. Uh, yeah, so it's funny that... Lars yes. and uh, EC5. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny that EC3 and Lars Sullivan, well, you know, a multi-person match, you know, should be noted, but it's funny that they got a five-star rating from Dave Meltzer technically before uh, Brian Danielson did. So that's kind of a, a weird little side note, but uh, yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me totally. And as far as the other matches go, you know, I was at, I was at NXT takeover Philadelphia in 2018. So I got to see uh, that Johnny Gargano Andrade match live in person. And that was definitely one of the best live matches i've ever seen i think so i was so before 2022 i would have said that uh gargano versus almas was the best match i had seen live that had a finish because you know towards the end of 2021 i went to the first grand slam show from AEW and i saw omega versus danielson in person and obviously that match ended in a draw um I don't know where I would rank it now. I mean, the uh, since then, I think the other match that would come close to it in terms of you know being the best match I've seen live would be the second Hangman Page Danielson match that happened in early January of last year on Dynamite. Uh, that's probably the one that would be the closest, but I, I think I would still give the nod to the NXT match. Just because it was a, it was a, you know incredible atmosphere, and you know there was a, and how they worked the match and everything and how it was playing out, you, you truly believe that Johnny Gargano was going to win the match on that night, uh, even though he did come up short. But uh, yeah, that's still one of the best matches, and like I guess the best match I've seen live to this point. That again had a finish, um, and yeah, takeovers were sort of the safest bet in wrestling for a while and uh it was a it was one of those things where like you didn't know how good it was until it's until it was gone until it ended and it's like looking on it now it's it's crazy to think that we're now you know the last takeover was in 20 i think it was 2021 and then the last takeover the last i guess real takeover with an actual crowd and an arena-sized crowd was in 2020 before COVID. 
So it feels kind of weird because we're sort of, you know, uh, like three years now removed from that era, which is which ended basically uh, once COVID hit. So, and then of course, you know, NXT, they were in the, the you know, Capital Wrestling Center or whatever you want to call it for a while. And then they, you know, ended the takeovers. And while they still do specials, and they're back in arenas now. They're, you know, they're technically they've dropped the takeover branding name. Uh, so yeah, again, it's just so strange that you know it feels like just yesterday that we were living through this era of NXT takeovers, and now it's like it's three years in the rearview. So that's uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah, definitely. And other uh, big matches, uh, great matches, according to Dave Meltzer. He went five-plus on Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano at TakeOver 25. Ilya Dragunov versus Walter at TakeOver 36. And Gargano versus Cole again at TakeOver New York. So uh, you got a bunch of good matches. A lot of stars that could go out and have great matches, which takes us to our draft today, where we have a bunch of eligible wrestlers, and we have two great guests who might book great matches that Dave could potentially go five plus on if they actually happen in real life. We never know. But this is the draft, and we're going to book your favorite NXT TakeOver wrestlers, and we're going to try our best to create a NXT TakeOver level card. Yeah, really uh, really excited for this one. Should be, uh, should be interesting to see what we all come up with. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Really excited. All right, and let's go. And first up joining us today, we have Fred Morlin of the Good, the Bad, and the Hungy podcast. Fred, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Griffin? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, my day is not ex- as exciting as Sean's. He went to go see Fast X. Uh, but my day has been pretty <laughs> yes. good. Well, I got to see the new Spider-Man yesterday, so. Ooh. Yeah, see, what I like to do is I like to wait a couple weeks just, just so I can go see a movie when... It's not as crowded. That's my usual move, but uh, we had breakfast, and then my wife was like, hey, you want to go watch Spider-Man at 9.30 in the morning? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, that my, my move is always to go at the earliest possible time. I do not, I do not like crowded movie theaters. Yeah, matinees are the best. Uh, Fred, do you have a favorite NXT TakeOver moment or memory? Uh, I like. Uh, I think I have to go with the Kevin Owens turn on Sami Zayn. Uh, I admittedly stopped following NXT and WWE at all uh, around the time of the Saudi Arabia deal. Um, but uh, yeah, that uh, the KO debut and then the subsequent uh, uh, attack on Zayn to set up their title program, I thought was awesome. Yeah, that was a one hell of a turn. One of my favorite moments as well. Uh, and that kicked off that pretty good feud that they had there on NXT. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's a great memory. Uh, also joining us for today's draft is the host of the Music of the Map podcast, Andrew Rich. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm looking forward to uh, doing some drafting today uh, for some NXT uh, superstars. All my, uh, all my good chums here on the, on the show. So, Well, we're glad to have you and Fred on the show. Uh, do you have any favorite NXT TakeOver moments or memories, Andrew? Uh, well, I was in the building for uh, TakeOver New York Mania Weekend 2019. Uh, so that was a, a pretty great show. So I, I guess um, Gargano beating Cole for the NXT title in the main event there. I was in the nosebleeds, mind you, but uh, still it was a pretty uh, cool uh, match and cool moment to be part of live. So that, that, yeah. that one's probably the case. 
Yeah, I think I think that might be at least for me probably the best in-ring show that WWE has maybe ever produced. I mean, that was uh I I still think that's the best takeover like for every single match in ring quality wise. So yeah, that was sort of the I guess you could say that was the last real hurrah for NXT in terms of a entire takeover that was great from top to bottom. Yeah, definitely. I, I do agree there, Sean. Uh, so yeah, we'll go right into the draft here. Then we get uh, this kicked off. Uh, we have 129 wrestlers eligible for this draft, and the rules for the draft are simple. All wrestlers who have wrestled on NXT Takeover are eligible for the draft. People who wrestled on NXT Arrival all are also eligible, as it was the first event before the Takeover named events. We are not including the UK Takeovers for this draft, as NXT UK was its own separate brand. We get 16 draft picks each, and this follows the snake draft format. With the help of random.org, the draft order has to been decided, and it will go Griffin, Andrew, Sean, and finally Fred, reverse that for round two, and so on. If you mess up and pick a wrestler who has already been picked by somebody else in the draft, you must draft one of our four surprise punishment picks. After drafting our rosters, we will take a brief intermission to book our own show and present it in the order of the draft. So I will go first, and then it will finish with Fred. Eliminations occur when a superstar is thrown over the top rope and both feet touch the floor. And the winner will be determined by the listeners. Links will be posted on Twitter and in the pod description. Does anybody have any questions or concerns with the rules in the uh, of the draft? Nope. Negatory. All right, perfect. On to the draft. So I've been uh, looking at the list of eligible wrestlers all day, and there's one guy that stands out uh, to me. And if anybody knows me, they know exactly who I'm going to pick. The first pick of this draft is Cassius Ono. Adds up. It adds up. Of course. Of course. Off that legendary NXT run. Yep. Exactly. All right, now it's Andrew's turn. All right, well, uh, I think this guy wrestled on one of the last quote-unquote takeover named shows, I believe. Uh, but he, he made on the list, so it counts. I'm going with Walter for my first pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, very strong first pick, for sure. All right, I believe I am next. So, two guys. Oh, I, I guess I expected Walter to go early. Maybe not Cassius Ono, but uh, of course, Griffin is a huge fan of his. Um, so, I am going to go with, I guess I'll go with uh, the guy who was really the, the heart and soul of NXT through that first takeover era or the first part of the takeover era. Cassius uh, Ono is already taken, sorry. <laughs> uh it's not Cassie Sono. Uh I'm going with Sami Zayn. Sean, that is an insane pick. You could say that again. <laughs> uh yeah of course Sami Zayn, you know, big part of those early takeovers, you know, his road to the title. Uh, his feud with Kevin Owens, 
and then uh, one of the better, well, and then later on, once he returned from his in- injury, uh, having one of the the best takeover matches ever with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. So, uh, pretty strong first pick, I think. Yeah, pretty good. No cash, so no, but pretty good. All right, Fred, it's your turn. You have two. My first of two consecutive picks is it's Bailey. And then my second is going to be Sasha Banks. Good picks. You already got the women's match, so that's pretty good. Yeah, we already know what what, uh, Fred's main event is going to be. So, uh, of course, that brings it back to me. And I have a bunch of different choices here that can go off of based on who I have on my draft board. Um, well, I picked Sami Zayn, and huh, I guess I will go with the obvious choice and uh, take Kevin Owens. I feel like it's very chalk that both Fred and I have picked uh, two matches that were very famous in, in NXT, two very famous uh, rivalries. So, uh, but but they were both great. So I guess you can't uh, you can't go wrong with that. I'm just trying to boost my tag division. Ooh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> All right, I believe it's back to Andrew. Yes, uh, my second pick. Not someone you might expect to go this early, but I have something in mind for him. I want to take him early, so I will go with Roderick Strong. It's a, it's a very good pick. That's going to be my next one, or one of my next ones. All right. Uh, so my first pick, oh, sorry, my second pick here is uh, Cesaro. And then I am going to go with... Uh, Adrian Neville. Very... Uh... 2013, 2014 NXT. Very much of that early, very much of that early era. All right, so uh, back to me then. Uh, let's see here. I am going to go with. Let's see, I will take Tony Storm for my third pick. The outcast. Yes. All right, Sean's back to you. All right. Yep. I was making just making sure I wasn't sure if I was muted or not, but I was not. Uh, so, uh, for my next pick, I'm going to pick someone who was very much the who eventually over time earned the nickname uh, Johnny Takeover. So I will take Johnny Gargano. Of course, you know, very, a name very much associated with NXT, very much associated with TakeOver. uh, And so many excellent matches, including, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, one that I saw live with uh, Gargano and Andrade, which was an absolutely fantastic match. 
goes without saying. All right, it's back to Fred. All right, I am going to go with Finn Balor and Alistair Black. Two solid picks there. Fred, uh, Fred's very much getting the uh, the uh, the spooky guys vote with the. Uh, Alistair Black, and then Finn Balor, who, of course, you know, can be used as the demon, as yes. we all know. So, uh, getting that spooky guy vote, for sure. Um, back to me. And I already picked a, my, with my first two picks, uh, a feud that was in NXT, but of course, originated in uh, Ring of Honor. And Johnny Gargano was my third pick, who, of course, was very uh, notable and really made his name in Dragon Gate USA and Evolve. And my next pick is going to be someone who also made his name in Dragon Gate USA and Evolve. Uh, more so Dragon Gate USA, I guess, but he did work some Evolve, if I recall correctly. Uh, I'm going to go with Ricochet. Really, uh, I, I just thought about this. It really sucks that he's in WWE because I just remember how great that guy is. <laughs> uh, but now he's in uh, he's in a company where you know he still puts on good matches, but uh, not exactly in the right environment. Yeah, his run in uh, PWG right before he went to NXT was fantastic. I, I went through that one time and uh, just absolutely amazing work. On top of everything else he was doing at the time, too. Of course, yes. Yeah, he was great. Shame he retired. Yeah, well. It was good news for his brother, Richard O'Shea, so. You know how that goes. (laughs) But uh, now we're back to Andrew for what I believe is his fourth pick. Yes, so uh, I picked Roddy earlier. I will pick uh, one of his uh, stable mates in Undisputed Era. Going with the guy who is currently out injured, but uh, he wasn't back in the day of, of, of the heyday of NXT. Uh, going with Kyle O'Reilly. There you want to go Bobby Fish for a second there, Andrew? Well, I mean, listen, where's the lie? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, right. that, guy, that guy really submarined his career, didn't he? Is that the right term, submarining? No, I, I suppose. It works. Submarines. You no, know what I mean. You yeah. know what I mean. No, that's a, that's the accurate or a accurate. But uh, now we're back to Griff, who's got another uh, another double pick here. Yes. Uh, so for my wraparound, I'm going to ask you guys which one is Dash and which one is Dawson. I'm picking the revival. Dash is Cash, Dawson is Dax. Very good. Of course, this is before uh, Dax became annoying online. <laughs> Don't think he was annoying online before AEW. I could be wrong, but certainly has become a uh, very annoying online presence in the last year. Mm. 
unfortunately, no one here has to do a podcast uh, that covers stuff related to that at all, ever. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm I'm next. So let me see. Uh, let's go. All right, I got that person. I will take. Uh, I will take Oscar. I think uh, one of the longest reigning. I think maybe the longest reigning women's champion they had. I know. Uh, I know good old Mandy Rose was a uh, champion for like a year plus, so she might have beaten her. But uh, I, I think Oscar is either first or second longest. Yeah, it's, it's either it's either her. Mandy or Shayna, because I know Shayna had a oh Shayna right yeah he had a long reign in there reign in there somewhere. All right, it's back to me. And looking through the list of people available, um, let's see. Sean, if you want to, you can pick somebody who's already been picked. You can. Uh... Try the roulette, the punishment pick roulette. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I want to do that. But uh, thank you for that generous offer, Griff. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be saddled with a punishment pick. Uh, I guess I will go with. Let's go with Samoa Joe. I believe he was the first two-time NXT champion, if memory serves correctly. You know, they did that thing, I think it was in 2016, where they did a, where he dropped the title to Nakamura, and then he won it back, and then... Nakamura won it back from him. Yeah, yeah, I think the second time it it was in Japan, where he won it from Joe. So, uh, yeah, of course, Samoa Joe, one of the uh, debut during that era where, you know, WWE was still letting some guys work indies while being in NXT. So he once after he showed up, I know I believe he worked an AIW show and then he worked a Ring of Honor show. Um and but then I think that shit stopped after that. And uh and yeah, so that was a that was an interesting period when he first showed up. But uh but yeah definitely someone who was uh, a big name in NXT for a while there. So Solid pick. Now it's back to Fred. As I struggle with mute button. All right. I am going to take uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. And I am also going to select. uh, Let's go with uh, Tyler Bate. soon so damn you fred love to ruin tyler bait was good remember when tyler bait like was a prospect but still young enough to be a prospect which i guess he kind of still is but i mean he's i think he's like 26 now he's 26 so he is still a prospect age my god but he's still but he looks 40 so yes he's he's definitely he has definitely aged yeah it's real shame he's uh real shame he's actually I mean, he's on NXT TV now pretty regularly. So, As I said, I can't remember the last time I saw him. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a yogi, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's, I, a yoga? he's a what now? 
he's a yogi like yeah, isn't that the uh, term, yogi? yeah he, he likes to sit in like smoky rooms and he's like meditating okay. all the time it's almost it's almost sort of like he's like a a monk or like a jedi knight or something you've got to find peace somehow i guess oh jesus <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna go lay down now. I'm sorry, I forfeit the rest of the draft. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'm just gonna go be depressed. Hopefully, he can escape that company before he turns thirty. One can only um, hope. I, I just feel sad now. Um, but back to the draft. Uh, I'm up next, and I think I will go with Pete Dunn. Of course, Pete Dunn very famously had several excellent matches on TakeOver, uh, including the, the match he had with, uh, with Tyler Bates 2017, which I believe Rich Krejci was at, and an excellent match later on at the aforementioned TakeOver in uh, 2019 with uh, Walter. So, uh, yeah, another guy who's had many excellent matches in NXT for many years. I'll, uh certainly not uh certainly not uh doing something that I would call interesting now now that he's been butch for at least a year maybe two something like that but uh yes I'm uh, sorry to interrupt but I've just pulled up pictures of what Tyler Bate looks like right now and oh really what have, what have they done to my boy what have he, they done? They uh, <sighs> it's it's a tragedy. It really is. It really is. I'm sad. I am. I'm genuinely sad right now. I just, I just don't feel so good. Leave the uh, leave the memories alone, Fred. Oh man. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, but my God. All right. <laughs> Remember the good times, Fred. Remember the good times. All right, I believe I'm next. Back to Andrew. Yes, go ahead, Andrew. All right, uh, this is another guy who was on one of the later takeovers. Someone who, for some reason, they decided a man of his talents had to be in a uh, comedy tag team with Jiro called Jacket Time. I don't know why, but hey, it's NXT, so there you go. Uh, Mr. Kushida will make my list rock as he's my sixth pick. Very good pick there, Andrew. Uh, I don't know why they put him in a tag team with Jiro. That was that was an awful tag team. I remember watching that live. It was just horrendous. I mean, we all know why. It's just not a real fun conversation to have. But that's a yeah. Can't works there. Yeah. So for my next pick, uh, I'm going to pick Io Shirai. And Carrie Zane. Oh, that stinks. I probably would have taken Kyrie next. But, uh, you beat me to the punch. Okay. So it looks like I have the stick once again. Let's see here. Uh, plenty of good choices left on the board, I should say. Uh, those takeovers had a hell of a roster. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, another big boy. I had Walter earlier, he's another big boy from my list. 
Uh, Mr. Keith Lee will be my seventh pick. Another strong choice for sure. Um, I, I've seen Keith Lee, I saw him live in, in, on Evolve shows before he signed, but uh, I don't think I ever saw him live in NXT. I think when I went to my takeover in 2018, I think that was before he had signed. But uh, I certainly had an interesting run in NXT. Uh, got the double titles. Then they had to vacate both of them. I will, if memory serves, so that he can go to the main roster and uh, and uh, just uh, do what he did on the main roster, I guess. Yeah, wear a skirt and uh, become Bearcat Lee and all that stuff. So good, good times, good times. All right. Uh, let's see. Leave us back to me. Um, so I feel like I should draft a woman. I say, I of course I want, I do want to have a women's match. Uh, though some of the people I would have picked first originally were taken. Uh, so I guess I will go with. Uh, let's go with Rhea Ripley. Of course, Rhea has the distinction of being part of the the one the main event of the one NXT episode that beat AAW in the demo at the end of 2019. So uh, definitely a very notable figure on the back half of NXT's uh, glory period. And with that, it is back to Fred. All right. My next picks are... Let's see here. Um, I'm going to go with Charlotte. And um, I'm also going to select... Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bianca Belair. That would have been another person that I would have picked. Of course, you know, many of us remember back when uh, Joe Lanza pegged Bianca as a prospect very early on. I think a lot of people did. And, uh, well, you can certainly argue with her booking since joining the main roster. You know, rather say that she's been that's relatively successful since uh, since first appearing on NXT and subsequently, you know, going to the main roster and uh, being one of the uh, top pushed women in the company. Uh, so that will go back to me, and trying to think of who I can pick next. Uh, I think I'm going to go with somebody who has been a, always been a personal favorite of mine since I first saw her on uh, WrestleMania weekend in 2015. She was, uh, I think she, they were, yeah, it was WrestleMania weekend 2015. She was part of a tournament show that I think Shimmer did. And the first time I saw her as, uh, Evie, uh, I was impressed immediately, and I've been a fan of her since. So I'm going to go with Dakota Kai.
Okay, good pick, good pick. Especially pre-injuries. Uh, yeah, he has, now. Okay, well, let's see here. Pick number eight. Do, 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 do. I'm going to go with uh, someone who is also now in AEW, uh, like a bunch of my picks are right now. And uh, he's actually going to wrestle uh, the big OC for the international title in a couple of days. So let's go with Isaiah, quote unquote, Swerve Scott. That's a very good pick, Andrew. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going to pick, got to make sure nobody has picked him yet. Friday Almas. And I am also going to pick Austin Aries. Purple A's uh, with your, your picks there, so. Kind of forget that he was in in uh, NXT. Yeah, he wrestled uh, No Way Jose on one of the takeovers, I believe. He did, and uh, he also had a match with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura as well. Yes, he mm -hmm. did. Okali, Dokali. Uh, let me just cross these people off. I've already taken. Uh, I'm. Let's see what's my next nine no, pick number nine. Uh, pick number nine. Uh, I am going to go with. I'm just scrolling uh, down the list here. Uh, I'll take Becky Lynch. Surprised she isn't. Uh, yeah. I was surprised Fred didn't take her. When he had the other three horsewomen. Yes, yes, I was gonna say. I, I think... would. Uh, my take is that she was uh, like kind of forced into that, like just more by circumstance than anything. I don't think she was really that great in NXT, uh, especially compared to Bianca Belair. I feel like so. You didn't. What did you think of the uh, the Bianca, not Bianca, the uh, the Sasha Be uh, Becky match that happened? Oh, it was good. It, and like, I'm not saying she sucked or anything, but like, yeah, just in my draft board, she was further down. That's all. Yeah, because I was gonna, I was gonna say that uh, that for me, that was the match that sort of solidified me as as a as a fan of Becky. Though, of course, you know, with this draft, you know. You're not drafting, you know, WrestleMania main eventer pushed commodity Becky Lynch. You're drafting, uh, drafting the uh, the last kicker Becky Lynch, who was yeah. uh, far steam, from the steampunk Becky Lynch. Even hey, I'll take her. I don't care. <laughs> I I kind of like the steampunk thing. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, but yeah. So the point is, it was far from her, you know, far from her being a main eventer in the company. Certainly far from her being one of the biggest stars in the company. Um, so it's back to me and I think I'm going to continue the trend of picking women and I'm going to go with Tegan Knox. Someone who, you know, of course had very unfortunate luck with injuries, uh, injuring one knee and then injuring the other knee shortly after she came back. Um, but 
you know, when she when she was been there and when she's been wrestling, you know, and when she was given the opportunity to shine in uh, NXT, I thought she did pretty well. So don't have any problem putting her on my list. All right, so I reckon I'm up now with my next two picks, and um, I'm going to go with uh, double check real quick to make sure I'm not going to screw this up. I'm not. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Drew McIntyre. Two uh, two hard hitting fellows right there, that's for sure. Two guys that will. Uh... Give you some hard hitting action. Yeah, shame there was never really like a NXT host division. Like there really could have been with all the different guys they had. But... Yeah, they definitely had the uh, definitely had some of the guys that fit that bill. But uh, yeah, kind, it's kind of weird that you know that that Drew McIntyre NXT run was so long ago. It feels like. Uh, I think it only it was pretty short, if I recall. It wasn't that long. Because I know he beat Bobby Roode for the title. Mm-hmm. And then I forget, honestly, I forget who he lost. You know, he lost it to Andrade. And uh, I think at that point, he, I think he got hurt again. And he was gone for a while. And then he was back on the main roster. So, But it's all a pick nonetheless, for sure. Uh, so that will take it back to me. And... I think I will continue with the trend and pick another female wrestler. And I will go with, let me check my list here. I will go with uh, Raquel Gonzalez. I, I remember that she was in the one of the original, well, I guess there were only two. I forget she was, if she, if we first saw her in the original Mayon Classic, she might have been. I the only thing I remember is that she was doing basically like a cowgirl gimmick that was just like not memorable at all and I think she was eliminated in the first round but once she start started getting a push in, in the NXT as Dakota Kai's bodyguard I think they really found something and I'd say she had some pretty good matches during her run there definitely remember the uh the match she had with Rhea, Rhea Ripley you know to uh two bigger women who were uh not afraid to kick the crap out of each other. Yeah, Raquel really improved in NXT. It really showed. Yeah, and now she's just uh, she's just smiling all the time on uh, WWE television. I still remember when they brought her up the first time, or I guess when, when they brought her up originally, and I guess it came out that Vince wanted her to smile more. And her personality basically just became she smiles a lot. Uh, but well, what what do you expect with that company? You know, so all right. And with that, it's back to Andrew. Is Andrew muted? I don't know how that happened. Um, sorry about that. No, that was weird. Um, I, I did not press mute. Um, anyway, um, 
I did not. I just picked uh, Becky, so I will pick another redhead, and uh, currently known as Alba Fire, but uh, I first knew her by her other name, which is uh, Kaylee Ray. So, uh, Kaylee Ray, come on down. You're my tenth pick. Kaylee Ray, who is now a witch. Yes, uh, like like many, uh, uh, many in NXT, she's now uh, on, on the spooky arts side of things, unfortunately. So, uh, oh, you know what? My my mic my microphone cable fell out. That's why it went mute. I think. Ah. So that nice. that that might have been it. Let me put it back in. That explains it. Maybe the witch pathogens uh, were on Brandy Rhodes when she came over, and uh, I don't know. It's just a thought. All right, and that sends us back to Griffin for his wraparound yes. picks. So this is my 10th pick, uh, and I need to add some Canadian flair to this draft. So I'm going to pick a Tyson Kidd. Yeah, someone who was very memorable in that early takeover era uh, got sent back down to the main roster, or back down to NXT from the main roster, and uh, did pretty well for, for himself, even though he didn't really, he didn't win on the big stage or win when it counted, but, uh, you know, he was he was pretty good in that 2014 run. Yeah, he was a good, solid veteran hand. And then for my 11th pick, I'm going to pick uh, Jushin Thunderlager. Oh, I was going to, I think I was going to pick him next. I was kind of surprised he fell that far. Just because, you know, he's used to, he's Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely would have considered strongly picking him next. But uh, yeah, congrats to Griff. You got him first. Okay. Let's see what I got cooking up next. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with uh, someone who is in a tag team, someone who used to be pretty cool until uh, WWE decided to uh, crank up the Viking meter about 7,000%. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Ray Rowe for my 11th pick. Half of, uh, well, he used to be... War Machine, and then uh, War Raiders, and the Viking Experience, and you now Viking Raiders. So, uh, and now he's just Row, not even Ray anymore. So, the Viking Experience is a great tag team name. Oh, one of the best for sure. <laughs> All right, back to me. Um, I think I need some tag teams on my uh, roster here. So I am going to go with Montez Ford from the Street Profits, from the Street Profits, I should say. And uh, I'll just hope that uh, that Fred does not take uh, Angelo Dawkins by himself. You guys have really set me up here. I just want to yeah, say you that you have to do it. You have I to. mean, it's so tempting. It is. It is incredibly. I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna? Here's the thing. What are you gonna do with with just Angelo Dawkins? Uh, I'm. Be... I'm going to pair him up with Hanson. <laughs> as as the Street Raiders. Um. Or Viking Prophets making like a money tag team. 
Yeah. No, um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think you want to conjure up memories of that awful comedy feud they had during the pandemic. Uh, who's conjuring it? You guys already did. I mean, you just placed them next to each other. I'm just here putting the lines together. Uh, I am going to to pass on my extortion plans. Um, and I guess I will select um, Matt Riddell and Chad Gabell as my next two picks. Matt Riddle is very good, but uh, sorry to inform you, Fred, that he is canceled. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's canceled, but uh, you know, I also had considered before this doing an all canceled draft. You know, dropping the number one pick on Velveteen uh, Dream and just you know, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> leaning into it. But frankly, uh, somewhat shockingly, uh, there's not that many people from NXT that have been canceled for you know the good side of things truthfully uh but yeah all right well uh it's my turn again and i guess i will complete that uh the tag team and draft angelo dawkins God, i was hoping you pick hansen <laughs> you know i do out of the two i have to say i do prefer hansen over Rowe. Nothing against Ray Rowe. I think they're both very good, but if I had to pick one over the other, I would pick Hanson. Well, I'm picking Hanson. He's my uh, 12th pick here, naturally. So, big fan of the uh, big fan of the war beard. Yes, I, I think I think Ray Rowe is the local guy for me. I think Hanson is from. Or I, I maybe get mixed up actually. No, no, yeah, you are. Yeah, Hanson is the uh, New England guy. Rowe okay. is. Uh, I think Roe was is from Ohio originally, and then he went down. Yeah, to he's from Ohio. Hanson's yeah. the uh, Hanson's the, yes. uh, the local man. Because Roe was a uh, a guy who made many appearances in AIW. I definitely remember that. So uh, it's a very good tag team, of course. Well, speaking of tag teams, I'm going to continue the trend. I'm going to pick Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy. Yeah, another other early favorite, uh, early early NXT takeovers. Bada boom, realest guys in the room. Can't teach that. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I that seeing Enzo drafted made me re- remember that one feud he had very early on during the takeover era when he was feuding with, or when I guess he and Cass were feuding with uh, the French guys. Yeah, so those are the Falls and Marcus Louis. Yes, of course. And then they uh, did the, uh, the the hair angle where they, I think it was Enzo versus uh, Lafort in the hair match. But then Enzo won, but they did it where Louis was the one who lost his hair. Which is uh, mm-hmm. which was certainly certainly mm-hmm. one way to go about it. Um, giving us a hair versus hair match where neither guy lost their hair. Very uh, not good booking there, but uh, somebody will would have lost their license in Mexico. <laughs> I guess. Um, and now back to Andrew for his, I believe, thirteenth pick. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Well, I already picked. I just picked uh, 
Massachusetts man. I will pick another Massachusetts man here. Uh, throwing up the one for uh, Mr. Oni Lorcan. Ah, uh, he would have been my next pick, but you swiped him. Fair play, Andrew. Fair play. Mm. Uh, I was looking to book uh, Street Profits versus Lorcan and Birch, but uh, yeah, I don't think I could do much with Danny Birch by himself. Uh, although he is a good wrestler. Uh, so I think I'll have to change my plans here a little bit and uh, see who else is available for me to grab as far as the tag team ranks are concerned. Um, let's see. Um, actually, let me check the list here. I am sort of surprised that this guy has not gone yet uh, as I check the control find here function on my computer to make sure that he wasn't picked. Or no, it's not control find. It's command F. That's what I meant. Uh, okay, so this person has not been picked. Uh, I'm sort of surprised that he has fallen this far, but at the same time, I guess I'm not that surprised uh, because I know he's a very divisive figure. But uh, give me Adam Cole, baby. I was going to pick him in the 16th if he did, if he wasn't picked. Yeah, I I was someone who never really got the Adam Cole hate. I mean, of course, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I won't argue that. Uh, but you know, he's a guy who I've thought for years. I've always considered him to be a big time, you know, prospect. And. Uh, and yeah, that's why I, uh, I've always been a fan of his. Um, even though, you know, is he like the greatest in ring worker in the world? No, he's not, you know, even though he's had plenty of great matches. Uh, but I've, I've just never understood really the hate with him. But, uh, but again, everyone's, everyone's titled to their opinions. So I will, uh, let you guys think what you want to think about Adam Cole, I guess. I had Adam Cole coming up uh, one of my next three or four candidates, so definitely under consideration. But my next, uh, my next two are going to be Trent Seven and Murphy. Robocop was he in NXT? Yeah, Trent Seven was. He was on the list. <laughs> I, uh, I was making a Murphy joke. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. Because he's I'm very he's, good he's at Robocop. Humor. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I know what's going on. Trust me. All right. I have some some choices I have to make here in terms of who I can pick. Um, so I draft, honestly, I drafted the tag team. Um, and I have to decide who, who I can pick I can pair up together. Whether it's an existing tag team or a uh, somebody else um you know what i guess i will go with uh oh gosh this is this is getting difficult now i know there's a lot of good guys left on the list but it's just hard to choose from a lot of them um i guess i will go with uh give me zach gibson 
Solid pick. Could be a singles guy. Could be a tag guy. Yeah, so I'm hoping, uh, hoping somebody doesn't pick his partner, though. Uh, you know, I, I kept up with uh, Brit Ress enough. Brit Ress, easy for me to say, enough to know that, uh, you know, uh, James Drake by himself is uh, not as good as he was in the tag team. Mm-hmm. So don't think James Drake is going to be a guy who will fall in the next four picks. But uh, maybe Andrew or Griff will surprise me. Probably not, uh, at least Lisa, where I could speak. Um, but I will pick another British guy. Uh, I actually met this guy at a Beyond show in 2017. I uh, went up to him and shook his hand, said I was a, a fan of his work, and he said thank you. He was very nice. Uh, so I'm going to pick uh, Mr. Lorkin's tag partner, uh, one Danny Birch. A very underrated tag team, by the way. They were very good together. Well, that's why I picked them. So yes. yeah, it, it's a it's a shame that uh, that uh, Oni or Biff uh, had to re- retire and become a coach. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. a shame. But uh, life moves life moves on, of course. And uh, what could have been with him? I wish he would have done more on, on the Indies after he got cut. But uh, I guess either the passion was gone, or he uh, just wanted to go back and take that check, which to him if he wants that so uh he was afraid of super dragon <laughs> yeah that was weird he came back i think he came back to pwg and wrestled one match and then like that was it i wonder if super dragon told him like nah man i i, I can't go anymore i mean he's pretty much retired but uh maybe uh maybe when uh, biff found out that uh, that super dragon match wasn't happening maybe he just sort of like his his career lost all meaning but uh, yeah, definitely. I think they they had one match at PWG as part of a six man, but uh, never got that singles match. Indeed. Uh, well, Sean, I hate to do this to you. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. My next pick, I think, is pretty cool. In fact, it might be too cool. I'm picking Grandmaster Sexay <laughs> and Scotty Too Hotty. From the first one, I think Arrival. They were in the first, yeah, they, uh, first ever one. Yeah, they wrestled the Ascension. What a, what a blast from the past that uh, that match is. Jeez. Yeah, kind of a weird trivia note that they were on the uh, the first NXT special. I, I actually, funny story. So, I of course that happened right after the network launched, and I forget what the reason was because obviously, so this happened when I was in college. Penn State and obviously I had a laptop with me but for some reason or another I ended up going to a computer lab in the uh, in one of the dorm areas that was near where I was staying and I uh, I watched I think most of the NXT special in the computer lab of this uh, of this one dorm area so uh, so that was a a unique experience for sure I, I don't like I'm not sure if something was wrong with my laptop or something else was happening, but it was a reason where I had to watch it there. So, uh, so yeah, so I watched the, again, I watched the first NXT special on a, in the computer lab at Penn state, which is a quite a unique way to, uh, experience the network for really the first time. 
All right. I believe, am I next again? I, I am next. Okay. Go ahead, Andrew. I don't want to step on your toes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Sean, as always. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who, uh, unfortunately, had a very snake bit run in NXT and really WWE in general, I suppose. All sorts of uh, injuries and uh, having all of his finishers taken before he could be able to use it. Uh, so no go to sleep for him. No double stomp. No game over. No psycho knee is just pretty pretty crazy that worked out for him. But uh, I think a few years ago, he still had a lot left uh, in the tank, at least. So my 15th pick is uh, Mr. Hideo Itami. I'm shocked he uh, he went in the 15th round. Listen, it's it, like I said, it's there's a lot of heavy hitters in this list. So, you know, if you want to pick Grandmaster Sexay and Sky Duhati before him, hey, be my guest. But uh, all the all the better for me to take him. So, all right, uh, won't waste a ton of time on this one. I will will uh, complete my tag team here, complete the Grizzled Young Veterans, and uh, go with uh, James Drake. The man who forced uh, the other James Drake to change his name to uh, J.D. Drake. Of course, don't want any, don't want any confusion with uh, two James Drakes who were uh, working basically in the same, not the same company, but the same, you know, uh, family tree of promotions. Because you know, when uh, Grizzly Young Vets were coming up in NXT UK and getting involved in that scene. James Drake was, uh, or the now JD Drake was working in Evolve. So, but uh, yeah, Grizzled Young Vets, a uh, a very good tag team, and uh, hopefully we will get to see some of their greatness again. Uh, I guess by the end of the year, when they uh, when their contracts run out and. Uh, you know, since they're NXT, I presume that they're uh, at their, uh, you know, their their amount of days before they can uh, work anywhere else is only thirty days because they're NXT people, not main roster people. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, they'll have some great matches to uh, close out the year and uh, gear up for a comeback in twenty twenty four. Yeah, we will see. Yep. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Zach Gibson's able to grow back that beard. Because, you know, James Drake, you know, the current gimmick, he still kind of looks the same, right? But mm-hmm. Zach Gibson, he just looks so naked without the beard. But with, with the shaved shaved face and the and the, the different colored contacts, just looks like a totally different guy. So uh so uh hoping that he uh, does grow back that beard for the comeback when they're uh free from that prison. All right, Fred, it's your turn. You have your 15th and your final draft pick afterwards. I didn't even have to bamp to buy time for my last uh, decision. So thank you, Sean. Appreciate that. Uh, I will take Ilya Dragunov and Bobby Roode. Oh, Ilya from me. I was going to pick him. My last uh, pick, damn it. I was thinking of taking Rude. But you can have him. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Sean, it's your last pick. Oh, and I just realized I was talking. Uh, it was my mic muted. Uh, 
I was just going to say that, uh, you know, I didn't think Bobby Roode's NXT run was that bad. Uh, but yes, of course, uh, my final pick. And I am going to pick Cameron Grimes. Someone who I've always enjoyed pretty much everywhere he's gone. So a solid final pick. Let's see here. My last pick was going to be Ilya, but uh, Fred took that away from me. So instead, I'm going to go with Shane Thorne. Currently, uh, once again, Shane Haste, MDK, but uh, you know, uh, he was uh, this name in NXT, and uh, I know he's a tag team guy there, uh, later Slapjack, but... Um, I think he's a good singles wrestler too, so I wanted to pick him. Yeah, I I remember that he had a very brief main roster run, uh, pre, uh, retribution, like right at the start of pandemic, where I think it was him and uh, I forget the guy's name. He's in NXT now. He's part of Chase U. Um, oh, Duke uh, Duke Hudson. Yes, back when he was uh, Vink, right? Yes, Brendan Vink. Yeah, it's so weird that those two had like a very, like, totally random main roster run for like three weeks during the pandemic. And it's like one of those, I think they were sort of aligned with MVP for a brief period. And sort of like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, that happened. Like, if, if that was part of like a, like a trivia, like that was, if that was part of like the five star match game, for example, that I think that's something that would probably trip up a lot of people. The fact that they were, uh, on the main roster together, but uh, nah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Shane Thorne, certainly a more entertaining singles wrestler than his tag team partner, as we all found out when uh, old Matt Mikey had a uh, singles run in New Japan. I think it was like right before the pandemic, if I recall correctly. It was 2019. Yes, yes. I mean, nothing against Matt Mikey. I mean, he's not a, a bad wrestler by any means, but uh, he certainly did not light the world on fire in the New Japan. Very fortunate to have his tag team partner back on the scene. Yes, I agree, Sean. Uh, so for the last pick of the draft, oh, sorry, Andrew. Oh, so to say last pick, Griff, what's, what you got? Yes, uh, well, it's time to drink some Sapporo, and I'm going to pick C.J. Parker, otherwise known as Juice Robinson. Juice. It's an environmental gimmick back in uh back in those days. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good gimmick. It was uh, it was fun. So of course, you know, with the VWWE, of course he was a heel. You know, because of course the environmental the environmentalist, of course, always the heel in the Vince McMahon's world. So All right, and that concludes the draft. We're going to take a short intermission to book our cards, uh, and then we're going to present the cards. And because we're following the draft order, I will start with our card presentations, and then it will go it'll go Andrew, Sean, and Fred afterwards. All right, sounds like a plan. All right, and we are back, and we are ready for our card presentations. 
because of the order of the draft, I will start our card presentations. And as a reminder to please read your card from the bottom up. So you'll be saying your main event last. So my card, NXT TakeOver Toronto in beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We're kicking things off with Tyson Kidd versus Jushin Thunder Liger. Following it up with Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy versus Too Cool, Grandmaster Sex A and Scotty Too Hotty. Then after that, we have Adrian Neville versus Andrade Almas. Followed by Austin Aries versus CJ Parker. And then in our co-main event, we have Iro Shirai versus Kyrie Singh. And the main event of the evening is the Kings of Wrestling, Cassius Ono and Cesaro versus The Revival, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. And that is NXT TakeOver Toronto. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, I have NXT TakeOver Boston. No shocker there, of course. Opening match. And uh, by the way, each match of mine, I decided to give a, a little Gabe Sapolsky, uh, you know, a little tagline at the beginning there, just, just for fun. But uh, opening match, the green mat meets black and gold. Hideo Itami versus Shane Thorne. Match number two, battle of the fiery European redheads. Becky Lynch takes on Kaylee Ray. Match number three, the match that Tony Khan is too slow to book. Keith Lee takes on Isaiah Swerve Scott. Match number four, a hard-hitting tag team collision. War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe take on Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Match number five, the Super Juniors take over. Kushida goes one-on-one -on -one with Kyle O'Reilly. Match number six, our semi-main event, first time ever, Asuka versus Tony Storm. And then finally, in the main event, the chop battle to end all chop battles, Walter versus Roderick Strong. That is one hell of a main event. Sean, you're up next, my friend. All right. So uh, my, my uh, card, of course, is going to be called... Uh, to think of the best name for this because where it's going to be located is sort of in a middle space uh so i'll just call it for the for the sake of this podcast and because i have i'm just coming up with this on the spot uh i'll call it nxt takeover oh gosh i'm stumbling on the name of this des moines um, no 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 so okay so i guess i'll go with the location first so location is uh in the in the uh, the ballpark uh, that the Wilkesbury Scranton, or the, I guess they're the Scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders play for you know, their minor league ball team. Uh, and I, I, I was stumbling on the name because you know it's not the park isn't exactly in Wilkesbury and it's not exactly in Scranton. It's somewhere in between. Uh, but since it's closer to Scranton, I'll just call it NXT Takeover Scranton. Uh, I was stumbling on a name there, but. Uh, I think that's good. If you've ever seen this ballpark, if you ever look at it, and the reason why I picked it is that it's got a very beautiful sort of scenery, scenery where it's got like a rock face behind the ballpark, and uh, if you know on on top of this rock face is sort of like a shopping center, so and you know restaurants and stuff like that. So it's, I've been there during the summer, and it's very beautiful, like on an evening with the sun setting. It's great, great location. But that's where it's taking place. It's taking place at PNC Field in uh music pennsylvania which is 
close to Scranton. Uh, opening things up, again, outdoor setting, beautiful summer night. Uh, starting off with a very popular wrestler and Adam Cole as he goes one-on-one with Cameron Grimes. Following that is a Fatal 4 for a I can't talk today. Fatal 4 a match, of course, you know, a very WWE term, and this is a, a WWE brand, so you got to go with that. Uh, a Fatal 4-Way women's match with uh, Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley versus Tegan Knox. Uh, four women who have been intertwined in various different forms throughout their NXT runs. Uh, following that is a tag team match with the Grizzled Young veterans of James Drake and Zach Gibson taking on the Street Profits of Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Following that is the Fight Pit match. Of course, the Fight Pit, very famous uh, on the very you know rare occasions it was used in NXT. This version of the Fight Pit will see Pete Dunne go one-on-one with Samoa Joe. Following that in the semi-main event is a uh, feud that, that's been reborn from Dragon Gate USA. Uh, a match that was arguably that took place, I believe, on one of the very last Dragon Gate USA shows and was one of the great matches in the history of that company. It's Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet. And then in the main event, it is an anything goes match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a match that I'm sure will go all over the ballpark there in, uh, in uh, Music, Pennsylvania. And uh, that is NXT TakeOver Scranton. Perhaps we'll get some appearances from uh, Michael Scott and the, uh, and the crew from the office. Maybe, uh, maybe Dwight Schrude will do a run-in somewhere. You could have called it uh, <laughs> TakeOver Threat Level Midnight. I mean, that, that'd be a good TakeOver name, I think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, like, like I said, you know, the, the ballpark is in a place where it's kind of hard to say, oh, is it Wilkes-Barre, is it Scranton? Because they're sister cities and it's sort of in the middle. Uh, I was thinking of doing it in the in the Wilkes-Barre Arena where our uh, minor league affiliate team for the Penguins plays, and that's actually in Wilkes-Barre. But again, I figured I'd go with a more unique setting. So, uh, so there you go. All right, and uh, finally, my card. Uh, I have entitled this NXT Takeover: Colon Tampa Bay: Colon Revengeance. Since the last uh, takeover, I believe, was actually, or a takeover, one of the last ones was uh, supposed to be in Tampa Bay, and then uh, COVID happened. Uh, but my uh, matchups uh, opening the show, um, I have Tommaso Ciampa versus Ilya Dragunov. I have Chad Gable against Matt Riddle. I have uh, Charlotte against Bianca Belair. I have uh, in a special attraction, House of Balor rules where disqualifications are <laughs> allowed. I have Alistair Black, Finn Balor, and Murphy against Drew McIntyre, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate. I have uh, Shinsuke Nakamura against Bobby Roode, and then our main event is Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Nice pick for the main event there. Always. Uh... Can't go wrong with uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Yeah, it's a, it's a great card there, Fred. 
And that's uh, that's four unique cards, and we have some very different ideas and presentations. Uh, but now it's up to you, the listener, to determine the winner. The links to vote on this draft uh, will be posted on our Twitter page, at DraftNWrestlers, and in the podcast description. Uh, and I want to thank uh, you both again, Fred and Andrew, for joining us for this draft. And before we sign off, Fred, do you have anything, anything to plug? Yeah, uh, I am a co-host, along with Tyler Fornes, of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry, uh, Voices of Wrestling's weekly AEW podcast, where we try to keep up with the latest in that company and its uh, surrounded uni- surrounding universe. Uh, and uh, do not follow me on Twitter. Fair enough. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Sure. Uh, music of the Maps, that is my wrestling music podcast, also available on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, like Fred's show is. Uh, it's on the usual haunts and places, I, Apple and Spotify and all those good uh, good places. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. You can follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. And uh, all of my writings are on VoicesOfWrestling.com as well. So uh, there you go. Well, perfect. Thanks again for joining us. And for Sean Cedar, I'm Griffin. See ya.